2: 106 is the time here, just into the second hour of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, let me just clear something up real quick. You heard me mention that uh, that I'll be broadcasting here uh, on KSL News Radio uh, uh, up until April 2nd. Uh, there were a few texters that heard me make mention of that and have said, uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, well, uh, if you I made the announcement last Friday, there have been some news stories circulating around and uh, the office of uh, Senator Mike Lee put out a press release. Uh, my, my days are numbered here at KSL News Radio, and uh, this month is a, a sort of long goodbye. Uh, you and I will be spending these two and a half hours in the afternoon together uh, until April 2nd. And then I will say goodbye. I'll hang up the headphones and hand over the live mic off to someone new. That's still yet to be determined, uh, but as soon as we know, you can be sure that you'll be hearing about it here on these airwaves. And I'll be moving back to Washington, D.C. to work as a a Senate staffer, Director of Communications. For Utah Senator Mike Lee, and uh, looking forward to that new chapter, uh, and I will very much miss the time that you and I have had to spend together here on these airwaves. So, to answer those few texters that heard me make mention of April second, that's the story. Uh, I won't be here uh, with you, but uh, you can find me elsewhere, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, uh, Right now, though, uh, we need. I want to turn my attention back here to the state of Utah. There is. There is uh, a tendency here in Utah to, to win, to be number one, to be at the top of, of lists, and we, we pull that off quite regularly. We heard earlier in the week from Senate President Stuart Adams, who talked much about the success that we've enjoyed here in the state of Utah. He talked about that uh, at the regulatory level, uh, at the legislative level, uh, and how the environment has been one that has ultimately led to great success Here in the state of Utah, Uh, but how are things at the business level? Uh, Joining me now is Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. And I might point out one of the very first guests uh, on this program, if not the first. So, uh, Derek, welcome back to the program. How you doing?
1: Lee, doing really well. Great to be with you. Hey, I hadn't heard the news. Congratulations on the new gig. But we're we're going to be sad to. Lose you at KSL
2: Radio. It's it's an incredibly bittersweet uh, juncture in my life. Uh, this past year has been uh, really the culmination of, of a goal in my life to host my own program, as uh, you know the great Doug Wright did, as my father uh, did, and still does today. And uh, it's been a great honor. Uh, and it's time for for me to, to to try something else after checking this box. Uh, I hate to you know sound dismissive of it. It's not just checking a box. It's been a great <laughs> honor. Uh, but uh, but that's the circumstance. April two uh, will be uh, the the last day. Uh, l- listen, l- let's get back to the topic at hand. You, uh, in in an interview you granted uh, with the Deseret News, you spoke with Lee Benson. He put together a column based on your conversation, and you you, you probably have no idea, but by granting that interview, you solved a nearly decades long mystery in my own life. Here's here's what I mean. Uh, early in the column, and folks, you can read this at Deseret. The headline reads, "How did Utah's economy survive?" COVID-19, a conversation with Derek Miller. In the beginning of that article, it talks about a flight, Derek, that you uh, took to Orlando, Florida, where you felt like you were in the twilight zone because the flight (laughs) was empty. There there, was not a soul on board. And this was because the COVID-19 precautions had pretty much meant that the cruise industry was on pause. And that flight, uh, Salt Lake to Orlando, or Los Angeles to Orlando, that's typically one, uh, boarded only by, by folks hopping on cruises. Well, just about, yeah. just about 10 years ago, I was on that same flight with, uh, you remember, Grant Nielsen and Doug Wright and I were on our way to Orlando, Florida to to cover some political stuff. Uh, and when we boarded, we were the only ones on the flight. And I thought, just as you said, am I in the twilight zone? What the heck is this? Uh, anyway, the I didn't. I never put the pieces together until your interview that we were flying to Orlando uh, right in the middle of Hurricane Sandy, where uh, the cruises yeah. had, uh, had been docked for a while. Anyway, so thanks for that little bit of trivia <laughs> and solving that <laughs> solving that decade long mystery for me. Um, the, the well, state of Utah. The, the
1: question that Lee had the question that Lee asked me that sort of led to that story was he said, "When did you know?" That, or have the first sense that this this pandemic was going mm. to be really serious. And that was the story I said when I sat on a Jumbo Jet 747 with just me and my wife. And that's when I started to get that very eerie feeling of, oh, wow, th- this, is, this is serious.
2: Yeah, and it got even more serious from there uh, across this country. Right. Uh, and, you know, we weren't immune from it here in the state of Utah, but we have fared relatively well. How did we pull that off?
1: Well, I appreciate you you, uh, talking about this because I think it's important for Utahns to understand that none of this uh, success happens by accident. I think we understand that intuitively. You you don't reap uh, a harvest in the fall that you didn't plant in the spring. And I think probably the most important thing that we did in the state of Utah is really come together to You know, both on the private sector side and businesses as well as the the public sector side and government, saying, how are we going to tackle this together? As you saw, uh, there were so many places around the country that uh, really fell into infighting between are we going to save lives or are we going to save livelihoods, as if it was a mutually exclusive proposition. I think the most important thing that we did in Utah was to reject that false choice And to say that not only are lives and livelihoods not mutually exclusive, they actually go hand in hand and they are mutually supportive. As evidenced by the 10,000, over 10,000 businesses that took this pledge, stay safe to stay open. We want to keep our customers safe. We want to keep our employees safe. And we want to keep our, our doors of business open to keep the economy going.
2: I recently had a conversation uh, with, uh, with Matt Gephardt from KSL Television. He was talking about all of the new businesses that were created here in the state of Utah, that for all those that uh, shut their doors permanently, an even larger number uh, of, of new businesses were started. It, it, it is, unique, or is Utah unique in, in that uh, experience, and what do you think led to such a growth?
1: I think that we are unique from the standpoint of our pioneer heritage that really is kind of an up by your bootstraps. Uh, Let's figure out how to make this work. But I remember even during the the, seeing that same thing during the Great Recession, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's the old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. And I remember during the Great Recession hearing about all of these basement businesses garage businesses, these things that uh, that college students were innovating and learning and figuring out. And, and and I'm excited, Lee, I'm actually excited now that we're coming out of the pandemic and we see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm excited to see what some of these garage and basement businesses have been up to, because I think it's going to really provide some cool, innovative and, and creative things in, in the state of Utah. Did, did, did...
2: Did you or have you observed any trends in the formation of these new businesses? Or are, are, is there any like certain type of new business that has popped up? Are they responding directly to uh, COVID-19? Are we making like 3D printed mask holders or such like that? What, what, what kind of <laughs> businesses are we seeing?
1: Well, we certainly saw a lot of businesses pivot. I remember talking to some restaurants at, uh, downtown Salt Lake as an example. Um, a lot of them have been considering having an on, online retail strategy. But they were just so busy with their restaurant day-to-day operations. And, and, again, the pandemic became a necessity as the mother of invention where they said, we've been talking about it for a long time, we've been thinking about it a long time, and, and now is the time to do it, to move into an online retail. We've seen a lot of innovation, and often we talk about innovation in the tech industry, and certainly we've seen that. But we've seen a lot of innovation in, in other areas like manufacturing in, within healthcare and biotech industries as well. I hasten to add, by the way, that while with one hand, you know, we are cheering our economy, 3.1% unemployment, lowest in the nation, uh, 93% consumer confidence, highest in the nation. We actually had positive job growth in 2020. No one would have expected that a year ago, but we had positive job growth. But while we're cheering with one hand, let's not forget those people who are still suffering, those businesses that are still struggling. So with our other hand, Let's 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 uh, lean down and help lift up those people who are still hurting.
2: 100 uh, percent. Our guest has been Derek Miller, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and downtown alliance. Uh, Derek, thanks again uh, for, for this conversation. Look forward to to more over the course of this month before I say goodbye. Uh, and congratulations uh, to thank to, you to this great state of Utah and, and for your involvement there, too.
1: Great, thank you, Lee. Have a great day. All
2: righty, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we return, I'll be joined by uh, a good friend of mine and the program, Amy Donaldson. Uh, she's going to speak to us about uh, what we saw uh, for the first time at the Super Bowl this year—a female official—and more recently, the first hiring of the by the NFL of a black female official, Maya Chaka. We'll discuss that and what it means next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL
1: News Radio.